you've found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Everybody hates my opinion. We are definitely going to get letters. <laughs> You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. So glad to be with you. Steven Crowder, louder with Crowder, of course, the most insubordinate producer in all of Radio Fun Dip, Dan. Uh, I'm not that insubordinate. I'm just ill-prepared. I have I have this look of terror on Fun Dip's face as we start the broadcast. Somebody bumped one button on this dang board, and I'm like, what logically would cause it for Steven not to be able to hear me? I'm like, oh. Somebody bumped a button right next to where you plug the headphones in. Was it me when I plugged mine in, or was it the last guy when he took his out? I don't know. This is how tight of a ship we run here at Wham. Really spectacular. Spared no expense. <laughs> so, <laughs> how are those levels? Are they working for you, Fun Dip? Yeah, oddly enough, you don't suck. All right, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Such a big week. We have a lot to get into. You've been um, a busy dude this week. I know. I've been filling, filling in, in for, for the Dana. great, powerful Dana Lash. The wonderful Dana Lash, who is obviously an affiliate on our wonderful Wham. I think she's actually on my same affiliate, on our affiliate there in Anchorage, Alaska, too, of all places. So we share some common ground. I filled in there yesterday. We have some great guests, by the way, today. We have Andrew Clavin, and then we've got uh, Mick Brody coming on later in the third hour. We may have uh, Stalker Jim. We're not quite sure yet. I don't know. I haven't seen him tweeting yet. And uh, a lot of news to get to. We've got he, the Confederate. he tweeted last night that he'd be listening but not tweeting. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hi, Jim! Hi, Stalker Jim. Please keep stalking, just within a 50-yard distance. We have the <laughs> Supreme Court decision. That's a big deal. We've got the Confederate flag business going on. We've got Hillary Clinton with her gay ad. Hillary Clinton now is saying that it needs to be easier to vote. But How um, much I mean, easier this, can it be? I, I don't know how much easier it can be. I genuinely don't understand her issue. But again, that's why there's a left-right sort of, I guess, political spectrum. Maybe we're just not seeing eye to eye. But the thing everyone else is going to be talking about, of course, is the Supreme Court decision to uphold the Obamacare subsidy. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 So I don't think anyone's super happy about it. I, um, I'll be honest. It's a pretty dry topic. It's not something on which I have a... <laughs> Our opinions don't really matter at this point. You know what I mean, Fun Dip? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the case. It's like, well, the court kind of spoke. I can talk about why I'm not a fan of the court. I can opine as to why I think they're wrong. Which I love the... that you know what that means. Well, who doesn't know what opine means? <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. They just need the um they need to hear the Christmas song. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no opining. It is was it is it holy night? I think it is, yeah. Is it a holy night where they say opining? I have no idea. 
<laughs> I don't have I don't have time to. You know, I'm going to tell you. Things. I'm going to tell you because I know he's never going to listen to this show. I, I got a friend. He's a liberal. Well, he's he he's a conservative in his soul, but he always votes liberal because his his dad was in the union. So at any point, he's walking around and he he says online, you know, he's texting. I'm visualizing it in my head, but he was doing it on the internet. He says, "In my opine, blah 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 blah," trying to sound fancy, if you will. So I send him a private message. I'm like, it's the verb of opinion. You have an opinion. You opine about a subject. So he looks it up in the dictionary, and he says, it means the same thing. It's just an older form. I'm like, no. Look, that, uh, the, little v, the, the little V means that's the verb. Well, words matter, just like flags matter. That's why we're going to get into the Confederate flag business after the break. Here's what surprised me about the Supreme Court ruling. Was six to three? I'm going, how does this happen? And, of course, you look it up. You're going, okay, Kennedy. It's, it's, a, it's one of those issues where the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, was wildly unpopular when it first happened. And a big reason was everyone saw their premiums go up. Now, you don't pay for your insurance because you, you just p- piggyback on your wife's, right? Yeah, as far as I know. As far as you know. Well, that means you probably do if you're not the one signing the bill. I don't do anything. I'm not. I'm not even on the title to the house. Where do I go to get my medication? Do I just slide my card? It's like uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, Kathy, I need more money, please. <laughs> I was actually going to say, "Hey, Stephen, I need more money, please." Uh, so do I. But it was very unpopular because everyone's premiums went up. I don't know about you. You know, tweet me at S Crowder. I'd love to hear from you. My premiums went up initially about thirty-two percent. And now, I mean, I'm trying to do the math now. It went up from about 108 for my wife and I because we just had catastrophic insurance, too. I want to say it's 170-something now. And we have like a $5,000 deductible. So it's no Cadillac plan. I'm not going to be walking around with uh, Fat Joe Grills anytime soon. But it went up. And I spoke with my friends, and they said, yeah, it did go up. So there was a time it was really, really unpopular. But leftists knew this, and they knew that in order for this to become popular, you, you were going to have to get people into the system, into the bloodstream. You're going to have to get people their free crap, the people who sign up for the subsidized health care, courtesy of me, the taxpayer who has the premiums go up. So it is unpopular because at the beginning, a lot of people hadn't gotten their free stuff. They were paying for their free stuff. So the premiums had gone up, and there weren't enough people who you had created as a new voting base, who had gotten the free crap. Well, now it's going to get worse. As people become entrenched in it and go, well, oh, hold on a second, I can just sign up with this. I, I qualify for affordable health care. I love this. This is good for me. Remember Phil advised that I vote in my own self-interest. Remember that? <laughs> Never go for retard. That's what he did. And... That's a lot of Americans. When you start voting in your own self-interest, that's when the republic falls. And it's a republic, by the way, not a democracy. Because How do you get, know guess what, what my best interests are? Right, yes. I, I want you to vote for what's best fulfill. <laughs> I want, I'm going to give you my advice. Vote for what's best according to my advice. I'm still convinced that guy meant to have it. Be, be the called f- the Phil Advice Show and didn't know it was spelled with a C. Never <laughs> <laughs> go for retard. Uh, that's what I'm convinced. I could be entirely wrong. I could be entirely wrong. 
Anyways, but there are, we're going to get into this after we keep the lights on, but we've got five more important Supreme Court cases yet to be decided. Let's talk about the Confederate flag when we get back. This has been a big issue. I want to talk, obviously, about the legal ramifications and what businesses have the right to do. I do want to talk about my issues with the Confederate flag and why I'm team free the slaves, free. I'm team North. I'm a Lincoln guy. Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow Stephen at S. Crowder. Follow Fun Dip Dan at Fun Dip Dan. Why is somebody flipping me the bird? Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 say, isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. What? What do you mean, what? It's tough to beat that song. Why are you... Well, I couldn't tell what you were doing. I've been fooling around with my soundboard. We are back. Steven Crowder, you can follow me at S. Crowder, and of course, my insubordinate producer. So, we're talking about the Supreme Court decision. We're going to have Andrew Clavin on in a bit, and we'll talk more about the Supreme Court decision. I used to love him and Norm. Obviously, that upsets a lot of people. I understand it. I get it. I'm with you. But what's really been irking me a little bit is the Confederate flag business this week. Now, let me preface what I'm about to say here. I want to be as clear as humanly possible. Crystal. Crystal clear. Some of you will be offended anyway, but let me preface this with stating that I understand completely and respect completely individual rights, business rights, states' rights. Okay? I also understand that the Confederate flag played no role in physically pulling the trigger that killed those people in Charleston. Okay? He was possessed by the flag. That being said, on a personal level, I'm never going to be in the business of supporting the Confederate flag. Ever. I, I consider myself Team Lincoln. I'm, I'm on Team Free the Slaves. I'm on Team Equality for All. I, I'm Team Anti-Southern... Democrats, Confederates. I don't know if I missed something, but this is something people, you know, a lot of conservatives now, I understand it. Businesses have been forced to cave and Walmart doesn't want to sell the Confederate flag. Here's the thing. That's not a First Amendment issue. They have the right to not sell that merchandise if they don't want to. Yeah, but what really stinks about it is you're going to have a hard time buying General Lee car toys. Yeah, that's the real tragedy here. It, I, I, when I was a kid, that car and Kit were the two coolest cars in the world. I had both of them. 
my point here is this. Ah, the stand-up's <laughs> acting all serious. <laughs> oh, God. No, my point here is this. I understand standing up for the freedom of the individual. But when I see a bunch of conservatives actually supporting the Confederate flag going, well, it's, her- it's heritage, not hate. You see that a lot. And they want to fly the flag. Now, by the way, flying the Confederate flag at a government building like we were talking about with South Carolina. That's a little uh, creepy. It's a legitimate issue for people to bring up. Um, and the one I think there's an irony here that conservatives are missing. The conservatives are, I guess, Southerners who fly the Confederate flag. They're doing they're doing so unknowingly by flying it in the face of monoculturalism, uh, culturalism of the American melting pot in the name of multiculturalism. I don't understand how conservatives can balk at people who are African American or who are who are Mexican American, right? But except so redneck American, American first. Yet then wave the flag of a conquered confederacy, a culture that fought what eventually became the United States of America. They fought against America, anti-American, and lost. It's kind of like where I come from in Quebec. We want to separate. They always run the Quebec flag. No, listen, you're a conquered people. You run the Canadian flag. Now, a state flag, by the way, is different. Of course, states have their own flags. We encourage it. A Confederate flag is something that is opposed to the ideals of Americanism. And I understand people want to get into the 10th Amendment. I understand states' rights, okay? Fundip, you know, I mean, I've been remarkably consistent in supporting states' rights. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that later. With even the same-sex marriage thing, I support states' rights. But... Are you and Jared getting married? it's, It's in the cards. If we go to the right state. My point here is... It, it, I know people are going to send letters and people get mad and you just don't understand the history and Abe Lincoln actually wanted slaves. Okay. In the history books, the end game was the Confederacy fought for slavery. Ultimately, it was the North that ended slavery. Any way you cut it, that is what happened ultimately. Okay. That's the big takeaway. And that's how people see it. When they see the flag, they see that represented. Now, see. And- to me, to, as a kid of the 70s and 80s, all I knew of that flag was it meant if you saw somebody with it, they were a fan of the Dukes of Hazard, and the Dukes of Hazard had a good, solid family with Uncle Jesse and Bo and Luke and Daisy, and I thought that it meant, you know, family values. I had no idea what was behind it. It was the cool-looking flag on the car. And I wonder if there are people who simply still see it as... Well, no, but that's the thing. They're not. They're justifying it, going, well, actually, the Confederacy... There are a lot of people out there who seem to think the United States would have been better off if the Confederacy won. And they're going, it's about states' rights, and it's about expanding federal government. The Confederacy was fighting a federal government, and they hate Abraham Lincoln. They're going, he was one of the first big Fed power grabbers. I'm going, okay, I understand it. I, I understand where you're coming from, except, except slavery. Yeah, well, that's the key right there. Well, what that the hell is... is more tyrannical than slavery? You it's don't that. have the right as a state. You don't. You don't have the right as a state. So, well, the state slavery should be left to the states. No, you don't have that right. Before we get to Amendment Number Ten, okay. Well, first off, okay, we have Amendment Number One: Liberty. Slavery cannot exist with liberty. But let's even get to the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> All men are created equal. And I, I've seen people say, well, that's not a legally binding document. Really? The Constitution is the how. 
of this country, okay? It's the how. It's the legal notebook. The Declaration of Independence is the why. Why do we exist? Why does it, ama- why does it matter that America is different? The Declaration of Independence. The idea that all men are created equal. Well, Thomas Jefferson had slaves. If you look at the founding fathers who did have slaves, they were deeply conflicted. You can find quotes. They were riddled with it. Jefferson, people like, people like Washington saying, I cannot see this lasting until slavery is ended for all men to be free. Now, it doesn't mean that they were perfect. They no lived in a time is. where people had slaves. And that's still abhorrent. I'm not excusing slavery. The point is, our focus as conservatives should not be that the United States was engaged in horrible, absolutely terrible slavery, right? But everyone did, but we are uniquely responsible for fighting a war to end slavery. And that's a good thing. And when I want to point that out, when conservatives want to point to that and bring people in and you're going, the Confederate flag is not hate, and you're waving it, and I get it, there are a few black people who still consider the Confederacy a part of their heritage, it makes it really hard to say, hey, we're the party of Lincoln. We're the party who freed the slaves. We're the party of the Civil Rights Act. It it makes it a tough argument to make. And at the end of the day, I know conservatives aren't saying that. I know the people running the flag aren't saying they support slavery. So I, I, it's one of those, I mean, slavery, right? Can, can we all agree? I think we're all on the same page. It's a bad thing. I don't know what we're yelling about. It's a good thing we ended slavery. Come on, we're husbands. What do we know? Oh, come on. I see, I don't, subscribe to, I, I don't subscribe to that belief. My wife actually thinks I'm smart. <laughs> How the hell did you fool her? You knew it was going there. About as about as badly as you fooled your wife into a joint checking account. I, I don't have that. <laughs> you say that with such a defeated attitude. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, don't try and leave her because... Because uh, well, I love her. Well, yeah, but I also mean, you know... You're not going to get half. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'll be lucky if I get the piano. If you, yeah, exactly. Even if you come in and you try and plead with her, she's not going to be happy with you. Your punishment must be master beer. That's, <laughs> that's what she's going to think of fun dip. Sorry, I'm playing with the soundboard today. We finally have some tech hooked up for the first time. It feels like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's an actual studio. And by the way, I will give credit where credit is due. Again, Andrew Clavin coming up after the break. Fun Dip is a fantastic producer. I was filling in for Dana's show, and they are great producers too. But I'm not, I don't have the same feel with them. I know coming in that Fun Dip is going to do a crappy job. I know to expect it. So it is great. There is familiarity in the absolute horrendous job. Well, that's because I'm doing my real job in between, which is this being is- the news and weather guy in Ann Arbor. And- <laughs> I love it when Detroit. it went when uh, when Jim says, "Yeah, I, I I fooled all of my friends at work when you read the weather for Michigan because he's completely someplace else, and they were like, there's going to be snow in Oklahoma City.' What? Oh, stalker Jim's in Oklahoma. Yeah, I think that's what he said. That uh, makes sense. Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Oklahoma is a weird place. What was that, Jared? By the way, this is our uh, feminine producer, Jared, who also happens to be gay. He's chiming in. Not, not gay. I don't know. I just, I just, I just picture Jim right now sitting there, we're like wrapped in like a blanket of Confederacy. 
listening to the show. <laughs> maybe, like, you'll be kind of scared. I don't know. Just screaming the Confederacy. <laughs> yeah, I love com- him though. He's coming in like Rocky in, in Rocky Three with the flag draped over him. Only it's a Confederate flag. <laughs> Well, hold on a second. I shut off your mic because I didn't want you on and we're going to break. We'll be right back here with Andrew Clavin, fantastic guest, Louder with Crowder. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news, videos, and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of laughs. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? I don't even know. How do you get in this room? Cold Come hard in. cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! Louderwithcrowder.com. Don't listen to Fundip. It doesn't cost a thing. Louderwithcrowder.com. Louder We're back. So glad to have this next guest on with us. We've had him on before, but we haven't had him on via Skype. So you can go to loudwithcredit.com if you're listening terrestrially to see his cute little punim, author of Werewolf Cop, Andrew Clavin. Thanks for being on, sir. It's a pleasure, sort of. Yeah, I know. <laughs> let's let's do away with the uh, with the pleasantries here. The social niceties, as it were. <laughs> they are not required. It's miserable having to be on with you, Stephen. <laughs> this is as close as I get to Detroit, so it's very exciting for me. It's yeah, well, <laughs> that's as close as any of us want to be to Detroit. <laughs> hey, I love Detroit. No. Uh, yes. Great restaurants, great museums, <laughs> all kinds of cool stuff. If you survive... There's a lot of fun things to do while you're there. What 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 kind of restaurants do they have? Like the rap? American Coney Island, Lafayette Coney Island, the Hard Rock Cafe is a killer restaurant. Slows okay, barbecue fund it, fund is it, fund legendary. Fund it. People want to hear what Andrew has to say. <laughs> Andrew, you need to come to Detroit and have some really fun time at all these great restaurants. I'm on it, fund it. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, he rolls his eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A, 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 uh, I mean, listen. If you're if you're not if you're not Muslim or Polish, you have no business being in Detroit. Well, as a matter of fact, I am a Polish Muslim, but that's uh, there you go. Yeah, oh, I used to love them. Alaski, uh, we call them. That's uh, <laughs> yes. That was a great band, though. The Polish Muslims. Uh, yeah, the Polish Muslims. There are very there are very few of you around, so I'm so glad that we have one. So, Andrew. Okay, we. I mean. It's one of those things. You have so much that you've done. It's I kind of I've talked about this before. Like when I met Clint Eastwood, the one time I think we talked about this. Game dropper. Yeah. Well, no. It's it's because don't worry. I end up looking like an ass. I didn't know what to say. You know, I met him, and he turned. And he said, uh, "You know, I'm I'm Clint." He actually said his name, and I remember going. I mean, what do you say? I loved you in every which way but loose. You know, like what do you You're pick? Like, oh, Clint Howard, I loved you. <laughs> so in it's kind that of a, one film. It's where kind you of the same thing with, with Andrew Clavin. You've done so much that it's tough to just sort of pick a topic. So I mean, you write a lot of fiction. So let's talk about that because right. there aren't many conservatives, I guess, out there or who are as outspokenly conservative, more so in the creative realm. You know, in writing fiction. Why do you think it's so dominated by leftists? 
Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, they blacklist us. I mean, in, in Hollywood, it's just true, you know, that you can you can lose work like that for being an outspoken uh, left winger. I mean, people who have come out, people who simply came out and would not back Obama, which is not even that far to the left. I mean, you can be pretty middle of the road and not yeah. back Obama. You know, they lost work. And if you're not uh, John Boyd, if you're not Clint Eastwood, um, you know, you are going to pay a price. So that means that people keep their heads down. And that's a little less true in the fiction world, but it's still true in the fiction world. I mean, the publishing industry uh, is is completely dominated by New York left-wing sensibilities. And it's not that, it's not that they're... <laughs> evil, it's that they just see the world so much that way that they assume that you must be evil for disagreeing with you. Do you get a little bit of a Jew pass? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no, it makes it worse. Are you kidding? First of all, it's even worse. I mean, that's, you know, how bad is that? That means everybody hates you. And uh, and secondly, no, it's, it's really, you know, I will tell you a story talking to one of the smartest people in publishing I know, one of my favorite women in publishing. I once said to her, look, I think I can promote this book by getting on Sean Hannity. And she said, uh, who's that? Oh, gosh. Now, it's one thing. It's one thing to say I never watch Hannity. It's one thing to say, you know, I don't like Hannity. But who's that? Really? You know, I mean, yeah, that, usually but, you hear that for Crowder. Yeah, it's right. Well, that Crowder, not even that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, who? what's that? Is that, a, is that a, some kind of a pawn scum that hasn't been identified yet? No, oh, thanks, Fun Dip. You're such a great backup. Uh, so, so, Andrew, well, you, you're right. You kind of touch on that. I remember I was in a meeting, and people will say it's not true. And I generally, I think people have greater victim complexes than exist in reality. I'll acknowledge sure. that. Absolutely. But I do think this is one of those cases. I mean, I remember I was right there. I mean, I've been with major agencies. You you name the top three, eight, top five agencies. I've been with two of them. And I remember being in a meeting. One more before you're screwed. Before they catch on. Yes, <laughs> before they catch on. I remember being in a meeting, and they were talking about an Obama fundraiser. That's It's funny that you mentioned that. And someone said, yeah, you know, there's this thing going on. If you want to, we can show you around and introduce you to the rest of the team. And my manager was there. So, you know, you have a manager and an agent because you need you need a bunch of redundancies in the entertainment industry. And um, my manager goes, no, he's more likely to be at the Palin fundraiser. And I'm not even a Palin fan. And uh, they just went, oh. And we're sitting there going, I mean, everyone, there might have been 16 people in that room. You know these meetings, right? The glorified Michael Keaton sort of Batman table. And not a single person thought, well, wait, hold on a second. Maybe he doesn't agree with us. It was just that's the starting off point. Yeah, I know. And and you walk in, you know, as a screenwriter, you walk into a room to sell material. And the, the way these meetings all work is you have uh, small talk. You start off with small talk. And during the Bush years, the small talk would, it would literally sit, you know, you'd come in with your material to sell, your script, or your idea, your pitch. And the, they would start off like, is that Bush an idiot or what? Right. And be, because I'm a loudmouth, I would say, well, actually, I sort of support him and it was like hey don't let the door hit you on your way out i mean you are not selling that script in that room and it's just uh it, it is very it's not a blacklist it's a gray list i mean let's put it that way very few people will literally throw you out of the room but it it makes a difference there's just no question about it you know a gray list has got to be tough on you because you don't sun well you get kind of ash <laughs> I, I, you know, I thought what you were going to say is that I can't keep my mouth shut, and that's a, unfortunately, unfortunately closer to the truth. A lot of guys have perfected this thing where, you know, somebody will say, is, is Obama great or what? And I'll just go like, ah, you know, <laughs> I just got, haven't got that thing. I'm, I'm more like, it's, you know, like 
Obama, I can't stand that guy. You know, so it's right. just ruins. I fund up, hurry up, and then we have to go yeah, to a it's break. It's really hard to do that where you where you shut up about something that bothers you that much. Right, uh, and where you let people assume that you have principles that you don't have, that you have yeah. the opposite of, you know? So. Uh, yeah. Well, if it were easier to do that, we'd all be leftists. Slaughter with Crowder. We'll be right back with Andrew Clavin. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain. This is Louder with Crowder. Be sure to visit louderwithcrowder.com. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. Hey, Fundip, what's wrong? I'm trying to figure out what kind of gift to send to my friend's hot niece. Well, firstly, that's creepy. Does she like wine? Well, yeah, everybody likes wine. Oh, so what's the problem? I just don't know what kind of wine she likes. Oh, well, the good thing is you're in luck, because you can go to SimplifiedWine.com or call 844-297-WINE. You just place a call or you send an email, and a qualified sommelier will find out what you like, your price range, and curate a perfect wine list for you or your friend's hot niece. SimplifiedWine.com or 844-297-WINE. This is Louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. We are back with Andrew Clavin, author of Werewolf Cop and so much else. Follow him on Twitter at Andrew Clavin. Um, Andrew, so I wanted to talk with you about this. We were just talking about this when I was filling in for Dana's show. Have you seen the complaints about Spider-Man and Stan Lee's response? No, this is new. What's the, what's the Spider-Man complaint? Oh, you haven't seen this? Not heard this. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sandbag no, you. I, no, this, that's all right. I, let's hear it. Yeah. Is this going to hurt your career? Where I'm like, I can't believe Andrew Clavin <laughs> wasn't in the know. Um, they complained that you know they picked the new Spider-Man, and I think he's a new. He's an English white guy, right, Jared? Yeah. Yeah. Just white. like the last one. Just like the last one. Kind of an. Andrew. I liked the last one a lot. I thought he did a great job. Uh, both of the last two films with the whole Gwen story arc, I thought were really good i actually yes but it's not important right now uh no i like them except for i I thought the jamie fox character was a little weird i was yeah he was kind of annoying why do they have to reboot the story every two years that's what because they need need to maintain the rights (laughs) but do we have to tell the same spider-man origin story every two years i i did hear that the new one is not going to have the origin story they're going to dive right in with no, him already being set, which is good because I would have just shot myself if I had to see <laughs> the same origin story again. Well, they're oh, going to changed it a little bit. Now the spider walks up his left arm instead of his right. <laughs> well, no, they're actually going to jump right in, Clavin. I don't know if you heard. They're jumping right in at the moment. Peter Parker wins an SB for Lorena bobbiting his penis. So <laughs> that's how the Marleys were dead to begin no. with. I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping you made that up. But yes, ahead. I did make that so, up. So but, what's the complaint? So the, the legitimate complaint was that uh, he's Spider-Man is white. And he's straight. And I guess there there are different sort of parallel universes where Spider-Man is Latino or he's biracial or it's insinuated guy, that he's gay. So they're mad about this. The guy identifies as an insect. How, <laughs> <laughs> no, an arachnid. How more trans species can you get? I mean, he doesn't even identify as an animal. He identifies as an eight-legged creature. An arachnid, exactly. It's crawling yeah. on the you know. I mean, I just feel, I feel like I'm this eight-legged bug, you know? <laughs> so that's how I, I put it down on my voting registration and everything. Yeah, no, well, arachnid Americans, right? Arachnid Americans, you're absolutely right. Uh, But the point that comes with this is Stanley's response, which was fantastic. And I think he's just sort of gotten to that age where he doesn't care anymore because he just said, Listen, you wouldn't make the Black Panther Swiss. He said, Okay, I don't, he said, 
I don't see why you have to change something that already exists. They are what they are. He said, how about creating new characters? And then he ended it with, hell, I'll do it myself. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's gone down to the point where I don't know if you see this in Hollywood. I definitely see it everywhere else in the United States where we've run out of white guilt. And I think it's like, you know, it started at an all time high, you know, when you had like, remember the Titans and, and everyone's thinking, great, this is a great film. We need this. And obviously, you know, everyone should be allowed to play football on the same team. And these race riots are terrible. And now we've, you know, now that, you know, slavery has been abolished, everyone has the right to vote. People, you have a black president. They're down to not only comic books, but that he's straight. Yeah, I know. This is, this is like when Chris Rock complained. He said that he said black people, you know, aren't aren't wealthy. They're they're rich. Oprah's rich, but she's not wealthy like Bill Gates. And I thought if that's what you're complaining about, stop complaining. Right. You know, that, that, if your complaint is that you're not Bill Gates, stop complaining because you're doing fine. Well, because you know? Bill like, Gates is probably complaining that he's not the head of Apple. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think I think the the narrative string on this story has just run out. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean like, look, you know, somewhere like, at the end of this, at the end of the string of this story there's some transgender cat just playing with it <laughs> i mean you know i love the fact i love the fact every fourth guy named muhammad is chasing somebody around with a scimitar trying to cut his head off but that that tells us that tells us nothing about the religion of islam right that tells us not, we can't we can't make any generalization about islam from that fact but one psychopath one crazy racist psychopath shoots people in charleston and that tells us everything you need to know about america and we, we can now say you know they say uh, every time a Muslim kills somebody we hear well most Muslims are peaceful one psychopath white psychopath kills some black people and suddenly I'm a bad guy I mean really you know? so yeah. I just don't think I just don't think that narrative is going to play I just think it's playing out yeah well I think I think it's better for, again that's where you pull out your Jew pass of course you're a Christian now <laughs> but you pull out you're like ah you've got Jewish in me I, I'm you know I've been discriminated uh, against my, my hey, well, people I got were the slaves thing going on. Other, yeah. no mix <laughs> Yeah, well, no one likes the Irish fun dip. That's justified. Yeah, yeah, or that, that was justified. I'm screwed. Exactly. <laughs> this the conversation took a weird turn. Um, <laughs> it looks so <laughs> earnest. What happened? Yeah, happened? yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you're right, Clavin, and I think it's it's gotten to a point, and I'm seeing a turn culturally with younger people. Not fiscally. Socialism is fine. But culturally, they're going, gosh, I mean, we're limiting ourselves and our ability simply to speak on anything and I feel like this is sort of emblematic of the left with the Spider-Man issue. You know, instead of creating new characters, they want to complain about one and hijack it. And I think political correctness, you can correct me if I'm wrong because you're the expert here with fiction. I think political correctness has really sort of kneecapped creativity to the point that leftists are for the first time having a hard time creating new stories. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, no, you're not wrong. I mean, you know, this uh, werewolf cop, not to not to plug the book too much, but when I brought it out, uh, it has a character in it, a main character uh, who is politically incorrect and who's always pointing out that this one only got her job because she's a Latina and women shouldn't be doing this. He's a, he's a terrible sexist. You know, he's not the hero, but he has this loudmouth thing. And everything he says is you know, it just has enough truth in it where you can't quite dismiss it, you know? So right. it's very annoying to people who, who are politically correct. That character alone kept the book from selling uh, overseas in Europe. In Europe, that the fact that that character existed was just an absolute, he's done, you know? Does he have and, a son-in-law named Meathead? 
<laughs> not, not, he's not even that bad, you know. I mean, he's just like a little over the edge, and and so and that's coming here too. I mean, that is going to start coming here too, uh, if we don't stop it. The only difference here is as long as we've got the First Amendment, until John Roberts decides it doesn't mean what it says it means. As long as we've got the First Amendment, uh, you know, I think we can always there can always be somebody who create a new publishing house, a new movie company that makes the movies that no one else will make and overrides those protests. And, and if you do that, I think you win because people are hungry for it. They're hungry for it. When, when you hear, look, when you hear Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Chris Rock, say they won't play college campuses anymore because in, in Rock's phrase, they're too conservative. What he meant was they're too leftist. Right. Uh, and they won't let them uh, get past them. George Carlin said this, the daddy of them all, uh, said he wouldn't play uh, um, college campuses. You know that it's gone in a very, very weird direction. I mean, look, we conservatives have said all along that leftism is fascism with a human face, uh, but they didn't listen, and now they're finding out. I, I think that's a good point. And, um, I, I mean, what you also raise is a point that I think a lot of people miss, and I've talked about this with Sargon of a cat and, and Milo Yiannopoulos over there in the U.K., who's also super gay. Um, <laughs> See, I was, I was going to say what a good guy Milo that's why, that's where I was going. Yeah, no, he okay. loves the. Stephen D. always has to point it out. <laughs> yeah, he lo big fan of the wiener that Milo. Um, what I think is Chris Rock doesn't realize he's now facing the monster that he has absolutely created. That's right. That's right. That none of them wants to. None of them wants to grasp that nettle. Nobody wants to say like, oh wait, this is us. This is us censoring us because guys like us, we don't care. Obviously, I mean, we wouldn't be talking to each other right. if, if we gave a rats. You know, I mean, like, yeah. you know, I mean, I always, I always wonder, I always wonder why the feminists don't come after me more. And I suddenly realize they know. You know, what are they going to do to me? Right? <laughs> like, they're going to say you're sexist. Yes, I am. That's yeah. true. <laughs> or gonna, you know, so, let me hold the door for you. Yeah, exactly. And on your way out, please. But, but, <laughs> but you know, I, I think. I think that's the thing, you know, the only people who can be censored here now are the people who care, whether you like them or not. It's a good point. I do think feminists might have some, they can do is get, they're trying to get to your wife and have her take half. That's what they're trying to do now. It's like, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean it's, 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 it's a tough sell. Like I was talking with my wife and we've talked about this. I've talked about sexism a lot on this program. And it's I said, yes, I am sexist in yeah, a sure. sense that. I will never hit my wife. Um, I what? I, I, That's I know. Disgusting. I know. <laughs> I treat her better than I treat any man. Um, and it's because she's a woman. And as, I mean, that's just sexism. It's just on the positive side. You know, they want to be these cafeteria sexists, uh, you know, feminists, where they take, they pick, and they choose what they want. And I talk about it a lot. And it's a tough sell for a feminist who's, you know, who's unattra so unattractive that she has convinced herself a compliment is some kind of a microaggression to tell your beautiful wife or my beautiful wife that they should be ashamed to be with men who treat them like princesses. It's a tough sell. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure my wife is My wife should be ashamed to be with me. Well, there is that. That's uh, yeah. I think I think we can all sides can unite on that. Yes. <laughs> You're married to fun dip? Why? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh no, Clavin, I mean, listen, and you're right in there. You're right in the belly of the beast as you do this. Um you were talking about the Muslim thing. Have you seen the polls that recently just came out on American Muslims? Twenty-five percent uh, think it's okay to kill Americans as long as, but only as long as it's in favor of jihad. You know? Right. Well, whatever. <laughs> not just not just randomly. They're not going to randomly. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> right. Like it's not okay to kill them. Like 
because you caught him on to catch a predator or something, let's no, give him no, a no. trial. Oh, they're, they're, it's part of the jihad. Yeah, yeah. I don't, there's no. It's okay. Oh, he drew a picture of Mo uh, Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, and I, I also, you know, fifty percent on that poll were in favor of Sharia law. Fifty-one. Fifty-one percent, and you know, I think it's very important every time we mention Sharia law to say that it's an atrocity in and of itself. Sure. I mean, the Western system of law is something. You know, those remember those old pictures of like the ape evolving into the human being. I mean, the Western system of law is at the very pinnacle of that process. It's something that like you had to be, you had to come out of the swamps to get to that place and to hand that over in any area, uh, as they sometimes do in France and in England, to Sharia, which is savage law. Uh, is despicable. You are going to get letters, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) You just, you, you I've been giving out your address for years. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm comparing Muslims to Australopithecuses on this (laughs) subhuman chart. Here's Stephen's address. But is it Australopithecus boson? Not Muslim, Sharia. Yeah, Sharia, I get it, but it doesn't matter. That's how it's going to be taken. Uh, okay, you know what? We're going to end this for the radio side and keep you for the web exclusive. Andrew Claven, follow him on Twitter at Andrew Claven, Werewolf Cop. Fantastic book. If you're listening terrestrially, go to ladderwithcrowder.com for an extended uncut interview where he's incredibly profane and anti-Semitic. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow Stephen on Twitter at S. Crowder. Serious time. Super serious a lot of you Crowder heads listening to this podcast aren't even following me on Twitter, at S. Crowder. There is all kinds of stuff that you'll find on there you won't hear on this podcast, YouTube videos, and you can follow my insubordinate producer, at FunDipDan. Finally, a plug for me. First 20 seconds of this Louder with Crowder promo, and you're talking about Stephen friggin' Crowder. Are you going to cry? That's what you do. That's kind of <laughs> your thing. Louder with Crowder, at S. Crowder. Follow me. Follow at FunDipDan. Just try to not make him cry. I'll cry tears of joy when the terrorists take you out. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to So glad to be back with you. Hour number two. I am your host, Stephen Crowder, most insubordinate producer in all of Radio Fund. Dan derp, joins derp. me. Okay, right off the bat, listen. Well, first off, great interview with Andrew Clavin. You can hear the extended version online at lotterwithcrowder.com. We've gotten a lot of tweets. Two, I'm going to address this, this Mickey D funny guy who's a pro Bernie Sanders asking me, well, why don't you address Bernie Sanders? I've done it every single, literally every single show. But let's do it again this time. Uh, although right now I'm getting some people telling me, people are mad about the Confederate flag shtick at the beginning, going, well, actually... The Union didn't fight to free the slaves. It wasn't a, a war about slavery at all. Okay. But slavery was ended <laughs> through that war, and it ended because of Abraham Lincoln. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you can't argue with that. But, I, I, I mean, some people are just... Uh, uh, doesn't the end game matter when it comes to one of the most impactful wars in the history of the world? Yeah. yeah belongs to the Confederacy! People just get upset. They love to hang on to their flag, and uh, I think it's tough for a lot of black conservatives out there who see it and like, ah, come on, you're making my job hard. Bernie Sanders! All right, Mickey D, this one's for you, Buttercup. Tweet me at S. Crowder saying, why don't you ever uh, address 
Bernie Sanders. And there's hashtags, feel the burn, Bernie 2016, Bernie Brigade. Here's the meme. It's a picture of Bernie Sanders. And it says, we've cut back. Oh, it's Bernie Sanders. We've cut back on education. We've cut back on nutrition programs. We've thrown kids off Head Start. We have billions to spend on war, but no money to take care of the very pressing needs of the American people. That bothers me a lot. What, what is it, Gay Jerry? Was that Skyler, the uh, social justice warrior? I don't know. <laughs> it was just my, it's my voice for someone who annoys me. Bernie Sanders falls under that category. Um, okay. Here's something. Nutrition programs. What? What constitutes a nutrition program? And how does the government enforce it? You're going to hook up a kid to a vitamin B12 morphine drip? It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. We've cut back on education. We've cut back on nutrition programs. These are, these are lies. <laughs> these are factual inaccuracies. Educational spending in this country is greater than the military. I talk about this a lot, and I hate it. I hate it when leftists think, oh, you know, you, you've seen those bumper stickers. When the, when the military will have to host a bake sale to buy more bombers and the schools get all the money they need, then, I'll, then this will be a country I'll be proud of. Educational outspending, the educational spending outpaces military spending. Now, the big difference, obviously, is there's more federal spending on the military than there is on education. That mainly comes from municipalities and from states. Here's the thing. I don't believe in a federal department of education at all. You're saying the kids shouldn't be able to be educated? No, I'm not. I'm saying the federal government does not know how to appropriate those funds nearly as efficiently as the state municipal government. Your parents, to people listening, or to many people listening, period, many of you went to school when there was no federal department of education. Okay. I don't know. Fund it. Do you know what a nutrition program is? It sounds like something where they set up the plan to make sure that the kids get the right foods, and then they have all kinds of posters they put up in the lunchroom to try and make the kids eat the foods that they don't want to eat. Yeah, that sounds like a foolproof plan. 60% of the time, it works every time. I don't really know how someone thinks they're going to enforce nutrition on children. You know what I did when my parents gave me a healthy lunch? I threw out the healthy stuff, and, or I traded it for traded a snack it. pack. Yeah. And then occasionally, if I wasn't that hungry, I'd throw the snack pack at a car. That's what I did. You That's how a, little Crowder did. You were a bad seed. We have billions to spend money on a war, but no money to take care of the very pressing needs of the American people. Okay, Bernie Sanders, here's what's so important. You're talking about a guy who says socialism is a good thing. Socialism is not a bad word. Very pressing needs. Well, what constitutes a need? Because now we've gone from wants to needs, and then we declare these needs human rights. Like Hillary Clinton did with marriage. Human right. It's not a human right. A human right is a birthright. We need to delineate between human rights and civil rights. And before we get to that, we need to delineate between needs, wants. By the way, people need a lot of things that aren't rights. You need human affection. You need love. It's not a right. You need food. 
It's not a right to have someone give you food. You have the right to buy food. You have the right to, if you want to hunt food, you can go full Ted Nugent. It's not a right to force someone else to give you food. Now, the big point here with Bernie Sanders, Mickey D, is, and, and fund it, we've talked about this quite a bit. I know you're probably tweeting or something now because you're not paying attention. I am so paying attention. But this is, this is what happens when you have people who don't even have a framework as the legitimate role of government. Their only framework is, I vote in my own self-interest, right? That's their government. My Obama phone. That vote in my, well, no, we're talking about the Phil advice. Although, well, yeah, I know, Ob- I know. Obama got us a phone! All y'all minorities, go out vote Obama, he's gonna get you a phone! <laughs> I love, I love, and I think she was actually here in the Detroit area. Yeah, well, then I love the interviewer goes, well, what do you think about Mitt Romney? <gasps> Mitt Romney sucks! <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen on the internet. People are going, what, are you saying all black people sound like that? No, I'm saying this lady, the Obama phone lady, who looked like the junk bond puppet from Labyrinth, sounded like that. <laughs> I was expecting her to go, you need your Betsy Boo, you need your Betsy Boo, and Jennifer Connelly to walk out with David Bowie in a cod piece. So that's what she sounded like. Now, when you think it's the government's job to provide for your wants or needs, no, the government's job is limited. It's it, it, The good thing is we know the federal government, where its powers end. Thank God we have the Constitution. I know people are going to go back to the, well, you Confederate flag. Thank God we have the Constitution. We have the Tenth Amendment. Thank God we know, okay, this falls under the purview of government, federal government. What does it mean? Let me give you an analogy. The role of the federal government is very limited. It's to keep the people safe and to keep the pace of the game. In other words, it's like a hockey referee. You keep the players safe. That means from Inside and outside threats. Military is a legitimate form of government. Police is a legitimate form of government. Not militarized police. Don't conflate the two and send me your hate mail. What else? Making sure that laws are enforced, that people aren't stealing, that people aren't murdering. Making sure that those laws are enforced. If that's not what they're doing, they keep the whistle in their pocket. It's not their job to take take goals from one team and give it to the other team. It's not their job to make sure that the players on the ice are getting enough to drink. That's the coach's job. That's the player's job. Bernie Sanders doesn't need to go out there in a Stanley Cup Stanley Cup playoffs and go, Are you getting your Gatorade? I demand you have your Gatorade. I'm not thirsty. You must have your Gatorade. It's the, it's the rule. You're just a referee. What the hell are you doing? I'm more than a referee. No. No! <laughs> he, sounds like, he sounds like the angry Jew in that video in New York. You ever see that where he gets mad at the trombone player? You ever seen that one, Fun Dip? That doesn't ring a bell, no. Oh, What was it from again? Oh, my gosh. Jer- Jared, gay Jared, you've seen this, right? Not gay, but yeah, definitely seen this. <laughs> Hilarious. It's, it's this guy who's playing the trombone outside of the Met. Okay, this is... It, We'll get it up at some point. Uh, we'll tweet it out. Follow me at S. Crowder. The guy is playing, and it's it's a perfectly emblematic of this country because it's a New York Jewish gentleman who gets so offended purely at the mediocrity of the quality of the music. The guy's playing his trombone. 
That's and a horrible trombone, personally. It's got to go. You got to have some. Yeah, bad. yeah. Your Charlie Brown teacher voice is much more accurate. So this guy is playing a trombone outside of the Met, and this Jewish guy just starts yelling at him and hitting him with like what looks like a purse, and he's just like, "No, no, you're ruining. What is it with you? You mediocre nothing. You nothing." You ruin this with your mediocrity. This is art. People here want to see and, and respect art. You mediocre nothing. And then the guy looks at him, and he continues playing his trombone. He's just a busker standing there with a trombone? Yeah, just a guy playing with a trombone and his hat out, and he continues playing it. No! No! Yeah. <laughs> the guy just freaks. He's like, I have studied art. I have studied art at NYU. I've studied music classically. I've studied music contemporaneously. He says contemporaneously. I'm not I'm not getting it wrong. <laughs> I've studied music contemporaneously. I walked Bob Dylan to the stage. Who there for you? You mediocre nothing. You'll never be anything. And the weird thing is he looks like Andre the Giant if you were to hit the shift <laughs> key and squish him down. <laughs> it's like a midget, but with that gigantism. Jared knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see in your life. Oh, I, I tweeted out, tweeted out, and I'm funny. I'm actually watching you did right now with your voice impression, and it's it's pretty much perfect. <laughs> watching, no, you mediocre, nothing, and that's Bernie Sanders. At the end of the day, <laughs> that's Bernie Sanders. But again, here's the thing: Bernie Sanders is a really easy sell with people in my generation. I talk about this a lot because with people in my generation, socialism isn't a dirty word. Saying I want to take from someone else what I have not earned is not even considered a bad thing. So for many of them, like Mickey D, they consider it to be morally altruistic. Oh, Mickey D sounds like a moron. Well, he is a moron. He's an unintelligent person. He's posted a meme. He hasn't thought about the role of government. And that's how a lot of young people get informed. I see this picture. Oh, well, yeah, I believe in nutrition programs. And I like, I like education more than wars. Oh, like education is more better than wars. Is better it is better or more better than wars. So I want more money on education and let's defund the military. And then a Bernie Sanders meme goes around and people go, let's vote for Bernie Sanders. The guy is an asshat. The guy couldn't be more incorrect. The guy has no scope as a legitimate purview of government. You know who we need? We don't need someone coming in right now saying, let's give people more stuff. We've done that. We've, we're going to have had eight years of that. We need someone to come in who's going to clean house and say, hey, guess what? No more free stuff and start firing people. Speaking of which, so I don't get fired, let's go to this break. We'll keep the lights on, and then I will talk about Hillary Clinton's super gay stuff and shocking Muslim polls in Today in Islam after the break. You're listening to Louder with Crowder.
corporate sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 say, isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Wake up and complain about life. There we go. Just keep it going. I love this song. Good old rancid. The the coffee is kicking in. Good for you. You're euphoric. And uh, let's just hope that means you don't get too frisky because I'm I'm not the guy. I'm the guy for you. You, Hey. When I kissed you, you were the one that made me do it. Oh, breaking news. Just got this. <laughs> French president says blast and beheading at gas factory was a terrorist attack. Well, yeah. <laughs> Duh. I mean, it's just one of those things. Well, why, why didn't you call it a terrorist attack? a terrorist attack? It's because he's white? No, it's because we didn't know. Generally speaking, it's pretty easy to identify a terrorist attack if someone like yells out Allahu Akbar. It's a it's a giveaway. If they don't do that, it takes a little bit of time to figure out the motive. But if they're yelling "Allahu Akbar" or "I am killing you for global jihad," okay, I think there's a motive here. I think I'm starting to see a pattern of behavior that is problematic. Which actually brings us to our next segment today in Islam. Islam. So, okay, I'm going to ask you some questions here, Fundip. Okay. What percentage of Muslims... These are Muslim Americans, by the way, so it's important to note that these are the most moderate Muslims that have pretty much ever existed. That's, going a, to be that's a myth. Muslims in America. Well, I'm, come on. So these are going to be more moderate than, say, Muslims in Saudi Arabia, in Pakistan, or in oh, Europe. Hold that thought. I've got I got something about Pakistan you're going to love. Okay. Well, you want to come in now, or you want to tell me after the break? Uh, it's up to you. How long is it? Well, it's pretty quick. Okay, um, let me uh, par- Dick Kupke called from Trigger Talk, and he said, have you been following this on the internet? You know the Pachycephalosaurus that's been featured in the Jurassic Park films? They called it Friar Tuck in the second one. It's the one with a big cranium. Yeah. Well, the nickname for that dinosaur is Pachys. And, oh, the Twitterverse is all flustered because they think it's racist. Well, um, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I about died when he told me that. Like next thing you know, the communists are going to be upset because of the copies. You know, it's like, what did they say, commies? No, copies. Well, well, I wouldn't necessarily put all packies on. I mean, communism is an ideology. No, I'm he, just saying the every nickname for the dinosaur is going to sound like something else. That's true. It's like bird enthusiasts. How dare you say raptors? 
I just, I, I mean, I find it funny now that Paki is offensive because that, that was just the abbreviation for a long time. Now it's Pakistani. But yeah. remember when George Bush said Paki and everyone got offended? It's like, listen, just stop. By the way, it's not like a word that was created like the N-word, designed to offend, right? It's created from the ground up. Yeah. You know, you had Negro, Black American, colored, all these other terms, but at one point were politically correct. The N-word was designed to be hurtful. Paki is an abbreviation. Yeah. It's not like someone said, let's create a word for the Pakistani that's going to absolutely scar their soul. How about we just shorten their name? Paki, you're brilliant, Johnny. I'm putting you in charge of my hate squad. <laughs> that's not what happens. Like, it was just some guy who was, why attribute to malice what we can attribute to laziness? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's some guy was given a speech... Some guy was giving a speech, I don't know, probably in front of the UN, and he was sitting there, and he was going, you know, well, the Pakistani people, and he probably had to say Pakistani about 15 times, but the 16th time, he just goes, the damn Pakis, just, pa can I just shorten it? Paki, is everyone okay? And everyone at that point looked around like, oh, yeah, you know, we're fine, let's just shorten it, it'll be easy for us to, and then now... <laughs> <laughs> it's a hate word. We didn't even get to our segment. We'll get to the. We'll get to uh, today in Islam after the break, I guess, because we have some shocking polls from Muslim Americans. But that's just such a perfect microcosm. Have you heard this controversy, Gay Jared? Not gay, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I have because I work for a website, and we are on top of this stuff. So I feel like well, we missed. What that. website do you work for? I can't say it online. He, he can't say <laughs> it. <laughs> He works for a site that gets uh, at a higher decibel with someone whose last name is, I guess, English or German. I don't know if Crowder is English or German. I know Jared's fired. I do know <laughs> denying his sexuality is not right. You're hanging all other gay men out to dry, Jared. We'll be back after the break with Today in Islam, Lada with Crowder. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news, videos, and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of laughs. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? I don't even know. How do you get in this room? Cold hard in? cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! Louderwithcrowder.com. Don't listen to Fun Dip. It doesn't cost a thing. Louderwithcrowder.com. Thank you for staying with us. Now that we're back from Fun Dip's distraction with the Pachycephalosaurus. Um, Pachycephalosaurus. Get it right. Well, why aren't people mad about the syphilis part? <laughs> you've, got a, you've got a giant dinosaur with the drip, and we're complaining about the first portion. I don't, I don't even want to know how he got it. What's next? The Iranian gonorrhea sar? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. It's a terrible name. <laughs> Why do scientists feel the need to make them so complex and then we abbreviate? Even the scientists, you know, in their off time, like they use the T Rex. 
Like, well, actually, the name is it. And shut up. It's a T-Rex. Well, anyway, now that we're going to get back on track, let's let's clear the palette here. This town needs an enema. <laughs> and let's get back to the segment that we had planned. Uh, of course, let's bring it in one more time. This segment, we're going to be doing this a lot. A lot now. Because it happens all the time. I mean, you can just take your pick any day. There's something going on that's horrible, just absolutely reprehensible in the name of Islam. So what we have now is today in Islam. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Muhammad. So I want you to answer me these questions, Fun Dip. And you know okay. what? You know what, Gay Jared, you can chime in too. No, no. So, the, this is a poll of Muslims in America, okay? This comes to us from June 1st through 10th is when the polling was conducted with 600 Muslim Americans from the Center for Security Policy, okay? So, this isn't just coming to me from, like, Chad's basement who has the Confederate flag up there on his, uh, up there on his wall. This year belongs so, to the Confederacy! Okay, uh, so, some shocking numbers to me. What percentage of Muslims in America... You can both just feel free to buzz in. Believe that they should have the choice of being governed according to Sharia law. What percentage? Gay Jared? Uh, is the American Muslims, right? American Muslims. American Muslims. I'm going to guess 25%. Fun dip? I am going to say 45%. Okay. So that would still... Okay, so you're both... You're, that, that's a wide spread there, but you're both thinking in the minority. 51%. 51? 51% of Muslim Americans believe that they, basically believe that they should have Sharia law here in the United States. That's a Even majority. the women? 51% of Muslims. I, don't, I didn't break it up into sex here. But, um, okay, that is anti-American. If you come here and you believe you should be governed by another law that is not constitutional law, you should leave. GTFO. And I'm not just... And I'm not just doing the whole, listen, if you come into America and you don't want to buy a GM, you should get the hell out. I'm not doing that. If you want to come to the United States and you feel that you should only be legally required to abide by any law other than constitutional law, other than American law, you should leave. You should go somewhere where the laws appeal to you. 51%. And by the way, these are only the people who are willing to in a poll, say, yeah, I think Sharia law. You don't think more of them are going to be quiet? You don't think more? What, what do you think is more likely? Someone to say, oh, uh, yeah, I support Sharia law. No, I really don't. I'm just going to mess with the polls. Or do you think someone's going like, oh, geez, they want me to see if I support Sharia. I'm going to put on my game face. No, of course not. <laughs> so easy to fool them. Much more likely the second half. Let me ask you this. Okay, and Gay Jared, you can come in too. How many Muslim Americans do you think agree with this, that violence against Americans here in the United States can be justified as a part of the global jihad? So violence against Americans. How many American Muslims would you think support that? 76%. You just you broke the first rule of radio. Now you're overshooting it. No, realistically, realistically it's a violence. Violence so, so against people, Americans. People who would say... Uh, you would say people not only abroad, but also domestic. These terrorism. are only American Muslims, American Muslims who think that violence against America in the name of jihad, in the name of Islam, is permissible. 
No, I was I was still still stick around. I was still guess around twenty three, twenty four percent. That's still pretty high. It's still really high. That's a quarter a quarter of Muslim Americans. You're saying believe in killing Americans. But I mean, you even talked about when you were in school. Granted, it was Canada, but in North America, uh, when the when the towers came down, all the kids were excited. Oh, yeah, they were uh, they were complete asshats. Completely. Yeah, there were there were some Muslim kids who were laughing. I can remember their names. Some of them were friends. Well, it makes me. It makes me They're think still our, friends. No. I used to think back to our interview with the uh, the woman who was who was leaving Islam and some of the numbers. Well, she didn't have numbers per se, but she just talked about how prevalent it was for people within her circles to to very vocally defend ISIS, to support ISIS, support Al Qaeda, to defend them. And so that's that's kind of the numbers. That's where the numbers came from for me. Just thinking yeah, about that. No, we interviewed that woman from Islam. You're right. Okay, so that's one in four. And then here's another one. Okay, this is a little bit more broad. So Muslim Americans, again, keep in mind, how many of them do you think believe that violence against those that insult the Prophet Muhammad, the Quran, or the Islamic faith in any capacity is sometimes acceptable? So violence against anyone who makes fun of Muhammad Cough. or Islam. Pam Geller. Cough. Yeah, Pam Geller. Stephen, Stephen Crowder. Stephen Cough. Crowder. <laughs> Jared. Well, I like drawing Muhammad. He's easy to doodle. It's my hobby. How, how many do you think? Now, that's probably closer to my original guess of in the 70 percentile. No, it's 29 percent, 30 percent. So almost a third. But the, the, again, these are people who believe in violence against anyone who makes fun of. And here's what's so important, too. Makes fun is a drawing. right? Even if you were to ask Christians, do you believe that you should kill or violence should come to anyone who makes fun of Jesus? You'd get single-digit numbers. I'd be surprised if it hits 1%. Matter of fact, it's so irrelevant, it's not even polled because it's not an actual problem. Now, Westboro maybe would get But even then, if you were to say, is drawing a picture of Jesus, making fun of him, then every stained-glass window at a church would be considered an offense. No, Christians don't create a new version of offense. They just go, ah, listen, like if you were to pee on a crucifix, call it the piss Christ, put it in a jar, I'd say that's kind of offensive. And then you'd say, okay, do you think people should die for it? They'd say, no, I'd maybe like it not shown in my city. Now, see, Muslims change the rules, and that's what's important here. Drawing Muhammad. A, basically, a kid in school, if you're teaching him, you know, an MRE, moral religious education class, which is what we had, uh, it was mandated in Quebec, some kid's learning about Muhammad and he doodles it in a notebook, uh, that kid could see a machete at lunch hour. Wow. That's basically what it comes down to. So one quarter of American Muslims believe that violence against Americans is justified in the name of jihad. So let's do the numbers here. That means, according to estimates, anywhere between 5 to 12 million Muslims live in the United States. So this means that anywhere from 1.25 to 3 million Muslim Americans are good with killing you in the name of jihad. The low end is over the low end is 1.5 million. How the hell do you ever set foot in one of those restaurants, dude? The, you. Cuz I you know listen and I know it's incredible. Don't they recognize you? Why well, I, I put up I have the whole uh, the whole Groucho Marx glasses and mustache that I put on. Oh, okay. And then I also bring in a senior Wences lipstick on my fist, and I go, so right, so right, so right, so right. It's okay. I go, you want you want the shishta wook? So right, oh, it's okay. I want the shishta wook. And I go, oh, there you go. Thanks, thanks, senior Wences. It's not for me. It's for senior Wences. It fools them every time. They're not as smart people at these restaurants. 
<laughs> I will say this. Their food, terrorists are horrible human beings, obviously. People who believe in jihad, terrible. Absolutely. Food is fantastic. I've been craving hummus for like two days. Well, hummus doesn't have to be created by a terrorist, but I don't, I, I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's so delicious. I don't know if it's simmered in hate. I just think that uh, the food. Simmered in hate. <laughs> simmered in hate. It's good. What's the secret ingredient? Is it love? No, no. It's the opposite of that. <laughs> it's death, and it is it is uh, just travesties of human rights. Only he who supports <laughs> the abuse of human rights can make the proper shistawuk. I can hear the commercial now. <laughs> it's probably good to clarify that the restaurant you actually went to was funneling money to Hezbollah. This is true. Well, yeah, I'm not yeah, making yeah. a generalization. The restaurant <laughs> I went to, it was called something else. They changed the name because they were found to be funneling money to Hezbollah. <laughs> Legitimately. You can find the name if you Google Detroit, Dearborn, Ann Arbor. Just Google that whole area. There's ac There are actually a few restaurants. I, th I think they've all been changed now. But yeah. the the old one, uh, Don't. It, it was LS. You can look it up that way. Yeah, LS, exactly. You can. I want to be careful because I still want to be able to get their food. Their chicken tawuk is delicious. And I don't have to support their horrible regimes or Muhammad just to eat their garlic chicken. It's, a, it's incredible. It's incredible. I don't know. And I don't know if terrorists actually eat this way. I got to find it. It's hard to believe that uh, you've got, you know, that. Saddam Hussein was eating Baba Ganoush in his cave while reading his Avengers comic books before the Acme firecracker came down on him. <laughs> I gotta believe that's a. That's I a little... that Baba Ganoush sounds like the name for like a superhero in a Muslim comic book. Look up in the sky, it's Baba Ganoush. <laughs> <laughs> he goes flying around. Quick, save me, Baba Ganoush! I will. Oh, it's a woman. That's okay. You continue stoning her. <laughs> Please help me. What do you need help with? I was raped. Uh, That's okay. That's okay. Do you have four witnesses? No. Well, <laughs> sucks to be you. <laughs> oh, hey, look. Somebody drank Muhammad. <laughs> Shink. Yeah. That's what it, is. it is time for Baba Ganoush. To save the day, Baba Ganoush. <laughs> I, I sense a video project. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, listen, I know the world is getting the world is joking. So one, one and a half million American Muslims support the death of Americans in the name of jihad. That is anti-American. It can't be allowed. So when someone says, yes. I believe if you support Sharia law, you should be deported. People go, well, you're just being ethnocentric. No. If you believe that I should die for expressing something that is deeply American, for using my freedom of speech, you are not American. You don't deserve citizenship. You don't deserve to be here. Just like, by the way, illegal immigrants have no right to vote. None whatsoever. Send your hate mail. Send your hate tweets to at S. Crowder. Illegal immigrants have no right to vote. Not if you'd hear Hillary Clinton tell you. So we'll talk about that after the break. Should we make voting easier? How could it possibly be any easier? A lot of with Crowder.
You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Hey, Fund It, what's wrong? I'm trying to figure out what kind of gift to send to my friend's hot niece. Well, firstly, that's creepy. Does she like wine? Well, yeah, everybody likes wine. Oh, so what's the problem? I just don't know what kind of wine she likes. Oh, well, the good thing is you're in luck, because you can go to SimplifiedWine.com or call 844-297-WINE. You just place a call or you send an email and a qualified sommelier will find out what you like, your price range, and curate a perfect wine list for you or your friend's hot niece. SimplifiedWine.com or 844-297-WINE. Talk radio that's fun. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. I'm literally none of those things, but thank you very much for that. You're not fun. You're not an equal housing lender. I'm not an equal housing lender. You are not welcome. You're certainly not welcome in my house. But I want to meet the dog. Oh, it's funny. My sister-in-law came over yesterday, and um, she was very she, dog, you know, Hopper, super friendly, and went up and wanted to be pet by her. Was sitting, being good, so he would be pet because he's trained that way to run up to you and then sit. You know. Now is so, this your wife's sister or wife's your sister. or your brother's? Uh, wife? No, my my wife's sister. Okay, yeah. Calm down. I have a crush and, on your brother's wife. I admit it. I, I loved know. frames. I know. I know you did. And we'll get that up at Ladder with Crowder here tonight. But uh, so my wife's sister, my sister-in-law comes in and she's sitting there and she's petting Hopper and Hopper's just sitting there and he's purring and he's rolling over. And we go out to dinner and I say, so what'd you think, what'd you think of, uh, of Hopper? You know, my wife asks her actually. She goes, okay, he's a very smart dog. He's an incredibly friendly dog. And I'm still kind of terrified of him. <laughs> That's just sad. He scares a lot of people. If I walk Hopper, people cross the street. I mean, Jared, you you come here a lot, and, and you, he's I mean, a white dog. He's a white that like that Burl Ives that old uh, smut film. That there's a white dog, and it's just a dog killing black people. You can see it on Netflix. That's absolutely terrible. But you you first met Hopper, you were a little scared. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a big. He, he runs up to you right away too. He's usually ex- excited to see somebody and meet them. But you could easily be mistaken for pure terror and wanting <laughs> to to you know eat me. So well, he only runs up to you because I give, give him permission to. If I tell him to stay sure, back, sure. he stays back. But uh, although this morning, since you came in late, I I just I got him all riled up and said, "Go get him, go get him, go get him!" And then open the door and send him your way, hoping that maybe for the first time he would take a bite out of you. Yeah, people take get scared. A bite out of crime. Take a bite out of crime. Problem is that that dog uh, McGruff, you know, he's dealing with a lot of drug crime. He takes a bite out of that. He's going to get high as a kite. The next commercial is take a take a take a take, bite out of some brownies, man. Turn it up. Take a hit of crime, man. Everyone just mellow out. Take a hit of the crime. Crime, dude. Pass the crime. <laughs> crime a bowl. Just just crime a bowl. All right. That's got to be tough. I've always thought that drug sniffing dogs, they have got to be blitzed all day long. I mean, they've got to be. Like, hey, did you find the drugs? 
Oh, I found the drugs. Oh, yep. Uh, you guessed it. I, I found, found the, the drugs. drugs. Oh, thank God I'm not one of those dogs with the bulletproof vests they send after the terrorists. I got a sweet gig. I just sniff crack all day. <laughs> not that kind of crack, the drugs. So we'll talk about illegal immigrants in a second. Hillary Clinton thinks that it needs to be easier to vote. And we'll actually have my good friend McBrody on to talk about that. He wrote about this at louderwithcrowder.com. Good guy. But uh, right now, have you have you heard the news? Uh, by the way, for those of you wondering, yeah, we just news is breaking on the attack in France, and our prayers are, are with the families uh, of, of any victims. And we don't have enough news in it yet. I don't like to comment on things where we don't have enough news. You can go to louderwithcrowder.com. You can follow on Twitter. We have the stories up. Uh, we're still figuring this out. And I try and approach these things with consistency, and that's why I wanted to go back to uh, Freddie Gray. The autopsy, you know, Freddie Gray obviously is what incited all the riots in Baltimore. Have you seen this, the, the leaked autopsy, Fun Dip? It's pretty heinous stuff. It's like, whoa. Well, I mean, it's not any, well, it comes from the Baltimore Sun. So what it looks like is Freddie Gray suffered a single high energy injury. Yeah, like they didn't strap him into the van. They didn't when strap they, him into yeah. the van. Didn't have a seatbelt on. So listen, folks, wear your seatbelt. Unless, unless you're morbidly obese and you're driving a Buick. You don't wear your seatbelt? No. Do you just kind of, what, do you just kind of brace yourself? I don't get in accidents. Well, that's a good point. I, I drive like, like a mile and a half to work. Okay. And then when, well, I, when I go anyplace else, I take the wife's car with a bigger seatbelt in the past. There's, there's always that stat, though. You know, most accidents occur within two miles of the house. Yeah, so I never drive anywhere near my house. Okay, that's fair. Freddie Gray suffered a single high-energy in, high injury like those seen in shallow water diving incidents. This comes from the Baltimore Sun. Most likely caused when the police van he was riding suddenly decelerated, according to a copy of the autopsy report obtained by the Baltimore Sun. The medical examiner concluded that Gray's death fit the medical and legal definition of an accident, but ruled it to be a homicide because officers failed to follow safety procedures. Okay, that's legitimate, and that's a problem. If they didn't follow protocol... And that resulted in the death of Freddie Gray. It's terrible. It's a tragedy. Uh, it's manslaughter. But Baltimore State Attorney Marilyn Mosby, remember her? Charged them with murder. And she used the word murder. And she used it in a racially charged announcement. Remember, this whole thing caused yeah, riots. That was the part that was really heinous to me, was the, was the fact that before any of the evidence was out, they went and said, this is murder, this is murder, this, is, they, this was intentional. It was incompetence, not intention. Right. It was incompetent. Well, even if it wasn't incompetence, let's say they were they didn't like this guy and they didn't buckle the seatbelt. Well, that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. But like you said, we, we don't know that yet. Calling it murder and also racially charged murder. By the way, the guy driving this van was black. Three of the police officers were black. So what I'm saying is it's terrible. They should be charged with negligent homicide. I don't know the actual legal terminology, but I know there's we have a definition for that. When someone dies because of your negligence, I don't know if it's manslaughter or negligent homicide. We can get a lawyer to come on. Um, probably get that, that New York guy who was yelling outside the Met. So my point is don't attribute to malice what you can attribute, like Fundip said, to incompetence. And in this case... It seems like people didn't do their job well. Why don't we address that cops aren't doing their job well? 
Isn't that enough? Why do we have to paint them as racists in a situation where it doesn't seem like that was the case? I'm against the militarization of police, absolutely. I think cops need to be doing their job well, absolutely. They absolutely need to be held accountable. But we had riots in the streets because everyone thought that cops went out and singled out a black kid because he was black. And do we think that the three black officers just weren't in on the gag? We have businesses that'll never come back that were burned down because of the looters in Baltimore because of the kind of rhetoric from people like Marilyn Mosby, who led us to believe that it was racially charged. Let me change one situation for you. Let's say they didn't buckle them because they're in a rough area of town. They're going, hey, let's get out of here. This guy's being unruly or resisting arrest. Just get him in the van and we'll buckle him up later and the accident happens. I'm not saying that's what happened. But again, we're dealing in hypotheticals. So if we're going to deal in hypotheticals, there are so many variables. All we know is that this was an accident at this point, and some of the officers were black. Let's not right away go to the racist card. That's what's divided. It's louder with Crowder. We'll be back. Serious time. Super serious. A lot of you Crowder heads listening to this podcast aren't even following me on Twitter, at S Crowder. There is all kinds of stuff that you'll find on there you won't hear on this podcast, YouTube videos, and you can follow my insubordinate producer, at FunDipDan. Finally, a plug for me. First 20 seconds of this Louder with Crowder promo, and you're talking about Stephen friggin' Crowder. Are you going to cry? That's what you do. That's kind of your thing. <laughs> Louder with Crowder, at S Crowder. Follow me. Follow at FunDipDan. Just try to not make him cry. I'll cry tears of joy when the terrorists take you out. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to So glad to be back with you this third hour. Steven Crowder, your host, most insubordinate producer in all of radio. Fun dip, Dan. Good morning. And he's flipping me the bird. Thank you. We've already started off the segment in a terrible way. Um, really quickly, before we get to Obama and the tranny heckler, <laughs> Gay Jared has uh, some serious news for us. What's what's going on? You said this just started trending on Twitter. Yeah, I noticed uh, Kuwait was trending on Twitter, and so I looked up, and apparently there was, uh, during some Friday prayers at a mosque, um... There are some explosions of bombing off, and what we know so far is that um, it was a Shiite mosque, and as many, it looks unconfirmed, as many as 13 maybe were killed. No. Um, not really sure who's claiming responsibility. Maybe it's forts, maybe ISIS, maybe some other groups. So, yeah. It's pretty terrible. Terrible. You know, no one is worse to the Muslims. And the Muslims. the Muslims. They it's, are it's really sad. bad. I mean, it's really sad. I know. And it's an absolute tragedy. And obviously, prayers go to the victims. You know where Muslims have it the best in the Middle East? I'm going to guess not Kuwait today. I'm, well, Kuwait. We're not talking about Kuwait. We're talking about the Middle East. Sure. <laughs> I was homeschooled, so my geography is really <laughs> screwed up. Uh, we're talking about this general Middle East region um, is uh, Israel. I'm talking about the whole Middle East. Israel East. is the one place where people actually have human rights, where women have the right to a fair trial. It's Israel. The irony is great. It's the land of the Jews. They don't run up to him and yell, you're nothing! You mediocre nothing! <laughs> you can follow me at Twitter, at S. Crowder. We put that out there, that, that angry New York Jew. Someone said it was bigoted to call someone a Jew. Is that... Is that a thing now fundip saying jew is now offensive i don't know i i would tend to try to avoid calling anybody anything 
<laughs> I mean, it's 2015. Come on. You can't call anyone anything. Oh, you're I a mean, Catholic. Oh, heaven forbid. Oh, you're a Baptist. Oh, heaven forbid. You're you're a bass player. Heaven forbid. You're a guitarist. Heaven forbid. You're a stand-up comedian. The hell are you? <laughs> I don't know why you felt the need to single out comedians like that. I don't know. Something about them. Well, thank you for the breaking news, Gay Jared. You can keep us updated. No, no, thank you. I'll give you the so, local news. He, he can do the yeah, other he crap. Give us the local news. I uh, here's something I do find hilarious, though. You did you follow the Ill, the illegal immigrant transsexual heckler? <laughs> Come on, Fun Dip. You got to find that funny. Uh, it's it it blows my mind what Obama's response was. What President Obama's? Well, hold on, we're gonna play it. So Obama was giving a speech at the White House. And there was a heckler who turned out to be an un, either you can say an illegal immigrant, transgender, or undocumented tranny, whatever you prefer. But this is actually what went down. They started heckling him. I've told you that the civil rights of LGBT Americans is. Yeah, hold on a second. Sounds like he's yelling okay, La Bamba. You know what? No, 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 no. Hey, yeah, l l listen, you're in my house. And that's where people got really mad because he said, well, some people are mad. <laughs> Everyone's mad because it's an illegal transgender. And so people are saying that he's bigoted, that he's anti-tranny, that he's anti-immigrant, all of these things. And then you have conservatives who are mad because he said, this is my house. Now, I don't know. I don't want to speak out of term, turn fund it, but I don't believe he's made a down payment on that home. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm pretty sure it's a leasing agreement. He didn't earn that. I'm pretty sure it's not your house. And I get it. It's not a big deal. He's dealing with a heckler, so conservatives don't need to make a huge deal about it. But I do find it funny that this is just sort of emblematic of his arrogance because he probably genuinely does think it's his house. Bill Clinton probably still thinks it's his house. He probably still lives in the man cave somewhere in the basement. Uh, here's what's funny, though. And, and, and actually, Gay Jared brought up a great point about this. That <laughs> um, Obama drew a red line here. He stood his ground. Ironically, the only time he grew some balls is when he was in the face of someone who wanted to cut off theirs. Because here is his response. No, shame on you. You shouldn't be doing this. Can we escort this person out? He wants oh. to escort the, tr the trim. You, you, can, you can either stay and, and be quiet or we'll have to take you out. All right. <laughs> Boom. Can we have this person removed, please? Boom. They removed it. So Obama set a red line. And this is what it takes for him to stick to it. We found out what it is. It's not terrorism. It's not disrespect from the from the global form. It's not economic collapse. His red line and where he really enforces it is with illegal tranny hecklers. That's what gets his goat. I didn't even know he had a goat. Oh, the name like Hussein. The point is with the hecklers. He likes goats. And I know Fundip's all mad because I use the word tranny. It's a hate word. It's not. I'm talking about transmissions here. 
but it's like, you're not talking about transmissions. I hear you use words in that office that if I were to repeat, you would lose your job so quickly. Thank God no one has access to your texts. <laughs> but because it's your thing, someone says, again, tranny is an abbreviation. It didn't start out as a hate word, Fundip, just like packy. If you're going to say packy is a hate word, like you find it ridiculous, you can't say that tranny is a hate word, especially in this instance. We're talking about someone who's a tranny. I'm not, I'm not being rude towards the heckler who's rude. I'm saying they're an undocumented... Can, do I have to say undocumented worker slash transgender? Illegal tranny. That's what I'm saying here. Come on. It's shorter. <laughs> That's going to upset you? Illegal tranny? Do I have to say undocumented worker tra pre-op transsexual? Is that really what you require of me? I don't know anymore. Transgender, that's right. They changed it from transsexual to transgender so they could divide gender and sex. I'm sorry. There. Now now I just screwed up again. And I sh I've offended you, Fun Dip. <laughs> you and your silly s double standards. I just find... Hey, just there's nothing wrong with double standards. That's what America was founded on. <laughs> the land of the free. It, well, except for them. Well, they freed them. Well, yeah, but not initially. Well, they, yeah, but that's the whole point. It didn't take long... If you look at the history of the world and the United States to free the slaves. Hey, I'm just saying double standards are, it not, wasn't are, not, on a double standard. are not unprecedented. You're wrong. The founding fathers, if you look at these people, said for all men to be free. We're going to have to get rid of this slavery thing. Don't buy into the liberal. But are you? No, are I'm, you, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Are you one of these people? This year belongs to the Confederacy. Is that you? Only only when I'm watching Dukes or Hazard. All right. Let's go to a break. We're going to bring on McBrody after this break and talk about what it takes to vote. How hard is it? Louder with Crowder. We'll be back. I think we're going to need a bigger boat. I don't know what you're listening to. Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 say, isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. You're listening to the man, the myth. Well, he's not a legend. Uh, maybe in his own mind. Steven Crowder! Louder with Crowder! Thank you so much. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing either, Fundip. Hey, before we bring in our next guest, I'm going to kindly request that he stop sending video. Just hit the end video part so that uh, we don't end up with some problems with the audio. Uh, but I'm very glad... To have this, well, there are a few reasons I'm glad to have this gentleman on. So he's a friend of mine. He writes for the site. So we have just uh, before we bring him on, the guy deserves his own theme music, and nice. you'll understand why. Because at first I thought this guy was Jewish, <laughs> and when you hear it, you'll understand why I thought he was Jewish. It turns out he's not, and I realized his last name 
was brought again. I'm going, of course you're not Jewish. I'm going, of course. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Why would I think you're Jewish? So let's just introduce him. He needs no further introduction. Mick Brody. Thank you, Mick Brody. Thank you. It's an Irish last name. I know. It is an Irish last name. It's a very Irish last name. Why? Now, why? A lot of people mistake you for Jewish. Uh, I think it's a New York accent. Okay. I, I, I like to refer to New York. The ethnic breakdown of New York is uh, Jewish, Italian, and other. Jewish, yeah. I think that makes sense. And and, and, and I fall into the other. Well, you get a, I mean, now you're in, you're in Brooklyn, right? Uh, Long Island. Long Island. Okay. So not as diverse out there in Long Island. Not particularly, uh, no. No, not particularly. So your white privilege is showing. But uh, yes, yes. you've been great. I mean, you've worked with Misfit Politics, and now you, you of course, assist with, with LadderWithCredit.com. Um, we talked about a story this week. I think you're perfect to describe this. So Hillary Clinton, I'm going to play this clip for us. Okay. And then I want you to actually run us through what it takes to vote. Hillary Clinton is saying that voting... Oh, wait, no, I don't have a clip. That's my fault. I'm stupid. Hillary Clinton said that voting was too hard, right? She said, we need to make it easier to vote, uh, for those of you listening. Hillary Clinton, her thing right now, and it, it seems like the campaign buried it because it only had 6,000 plays, which for a national candidate is not a lot on a YouTube video, said, we need to make it easier to vote. Brodigan, how hard is it to vote in this country? Well, now, mind you, a lot has changed since I was in school, and, you know, so there's a good chance that they may have canceled U.S. history altogether. Right. But the way I voted is that when I was 17, I was given a cardboard card in my U.S. history class and was told to fill this out. And that was me registering to vote. And then every year for the past uh, 22 years, I set aside a half an hour a day. Half an hour. Okay, I'm writing this down. I'm writing down the numbers. Half, so one half a, hour. About, at most a half an hour a day. Now, and mind you, I know what I have a year. I know yeah. what day that is. How? I've got years advance notice. How do you get a year? Well, wait, hold on a second. Where do you? How do you get a years advance notice? Because it's the it's this it's the same first Tuesday of uh, of November of every year. Okay, I'm writing so, this down. So, so you know that you know you have a year's notice when you have to set aside a half an hour to go to your local school for me. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Gay Jared, are you taking notes? Uh, I'm taking notes. Not gay. Go ahead, Brodigan. <laughs> so you, for, for, me, it's your, for me, it's like the local school. It could be the firehouse. It could, it could be a church. It could be a firehouse. It could be a church. Hold on. I'm writing this down. Keep it. Okay. Keep it. Because uh, this is, I'm keeping track of the processes that are necessary. Okay, okay go. So, so uh, just to follow up to make sure everyone gets this, um, you, 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 you fill out a postcard that you give it in your 11th grade history class, mm -hmm. and then you start setting aside at most a, a half an hour of day every no. year. Of and which you know a year in advance, correct? A year in advance, yes. Okay, got it. You know, you know in 2014 when uh, you have to set aside a half an hour for 2015. Okay, so let me ask you this. Let's say, let's say, hypothetically, I had to vote in 2016. Would I know in 2015? Yes. Okay, I would be notified. I would know in advance. Yes, y yes, because I, I mean, m maybe they stopped making these, but the, um, back in the day we used to have these things called calendars. Mm-hmm. And they'll actually mark the holidays on the calendar. Like yeah, everyone yeah. knows Christmas is, is December 25th, but it still says on every calendar Christmas on December 25th. <laughs> it's, it's true in case you forget. Kind of like when they write a, the name of the book on every single page if you're still buying print. Exactly. Okay. In, in case you forgot. So just in Okay, so we do know. So 2016, you're going to know in 2015, and it seems like that's uh, – hold on a second. Gay Jared has a question. So, I'm so confused. So just, just a year, though, that's – 
that's only 365 days. You, you need like a, you said a half hour, you said? At most. I think I'm, I think I'm booked all those days. Yeah, you book pretty far in advance with all your I activities. Really, yeah, I think I'm busy. Yeah. I think I'm busy. So Who is it that day? Well, I can't say on air, but <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, hold on. Bro- Bro- McBrody here is the expert. So I want to go back to McBrody. Okay. So here's what I've got so far. One year's advance notice. You get a half hour. Okay. Um, yes. And just to backtrack a lot, well, every state has different rules. Right. Um, at least in New York, where Hillary Clinton is from, kind of. And where the, the mayor of New York City. Uh, well, she did. She, to be fair, she rented an apartment for a couple of months. Yes. And also where the, the mayor of New York City claims we have a democracy problem, who won re-election in, in an election where there was only about 25% turnout. Um, the polls are open from 6 in the morning until 9 at night. Okay, so hold on a second. Say, no, well, okay, you were going to say it, but I, wanna, I like to do the math on my own show. Okay. Uh, on the one... So 15 hours. 15 hours. And um, I think it's at least a state rule because I don't think my, my, my for, the company I used to work for would have given us time off if they weren't forced to. I believe it's at least a state rule that you have to give be given like at least an hour or two to vote um, with double that for a presidential election. So in a lot of cases, you don't even have to set aside an extra half an hour. You can just set, set aside an ex, a, a, you know, a half hour where you normally would have been at work, but you don't have to be at work. So it's kind of like, I mean, you get a half day at work. Yes. All right. So you know, or or at the very least, an extended lunch break where you you still you still have your hour to have lunch. Do you like you know eat, eat your ham sandwich in your car? Right. Well, but careful. There we have Jew, Jewish listeners. <laughs> but maybe take the half hour. Take the extra half hour to go vote. So. Okay. Well, fund it. Were you were you aware of this? Are you aware that you have that you know when you have to vote? Yeah, yeah. I work in a news department. I see emails about it. Do you in Michigan? Do you know what the window is as far as how long during the day you have to vote? I know in New York it's fifteen hours. According it's, to it's Brooke. usually from I think seven or eight a.m. until eight p.m. I think it is. So at least twelve hours. Oh yeah. And do you get time? I think in Michigan you are supposed to get some extra time to vote from your work. I don't know. I just pre-record a newscast, go over there, and come back. Okay. All right. So if you don't hear the current temperature, I'm voting. <laughs> Undoubtedly for the wrong person. Okay. So hold on. Hey. I'm going. I'm going through this broad again because I, I understand that this is a difficult process. I understand that it's hard for a lot. Now let me ask you this: Do, do you have? Um, Okay, so you have a year, half hour it requires to vote. That's a lot to ask of anybody. Yeah, I mean, fit- to be fair, um, during presidential years, where which it seems to be the only every four years where people actually care, you sometimes may have to wait in line. I know. I know. I you know, and listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a fan of lines. It's why I couldn't get behind the Star Wars franchise. It's the one reason. And Fundip gets mad at that. I'm just like, you know, I just don't have the time to, to make to, to pop up a tent. I got to be honest with you. I, I was the same way about the Lord of the Rings movie. So I waited like two months before I went to go see each of them. Right. And you're a pretty big Lord of the Rings fan, though, aren't you? I'm actually not. You're not. I'm a big Star Wars fan, though. I guess it's because I saw the beard. So I thought you, <laughs> you were going for the whole Lord of the Rings look. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, though. So you have a year, half hour, even then. Um, but is it required... Like, do you need some kind of ID? Because that could be tough to produce. I know. I have to be honest with you. In a lot of states, you don't. 
Okay. You can you, you just you, you just need to know basically you need to know how to be able to say your name to to the grandmother who's working behind the table. You need to be able to read your name to make sure she pointed the right name out in the book, and you need to be able to sign your name. Okay. What what if like right can you does it have to be cursive? Can it be print? <laughs> In this day and age, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Everybody the kids are so stupid nowadays. But this means this does mean that some states McBrody, correct me if I'm wrong, do require some form of ID. Um some states do, yes. Well that's isn't that isn't that racist? Um r- rumor has it, yes. Um I, I, I know I know in New York. Um while it, while they, they they do and like in New York City they they will actually give IDs to um, non citizens. Mm. Um, they don't need to show. No one needs to show IDs to actually vote, which is allegedly the most important thing you can do as an American. They made me show mine. I think it's because of my Irish descent. It's got that, that's. It's they be they were they were discriminating on me because of my grandparents from counties Kerry and Clare. Well, I think they thought you were smuggling in potatoes. <laughs> That's my man boobs. Now you stop it. <laughs> oh, I wasn't. Come on now. You, I didn't make a fat joke. You did, and you're going to put it on me, and I'll get the Twitter remark. Don't make fun of Funtip because it's big. All right. Uh, okay, McBrody. Yes. I appreciate you educating us. Okay. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still a little miffed. Can you stay on for one more segment? Of course I can. Okay, we'll have you on because I still have some things I need to clear up. A year to vote. I just, I'm hung up on the ID thing. I don't think I need an ID to vote. Louder with Crowder, stay tuned. More McBrody. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news, videos, and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of laughs. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? I don't even know. How do you get in this room? Cold hard in? cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! Louderwithcrowder.com. Don't listen to Fun Dip. It doesn't cost a thing. Louderwithcrowder.com. We do love dancing to happy songs. And, of course, my next guest. What the hell was that noise? What noise? <laughs> that was a big thud. Oh, I didn't hear a thud. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think Fun Dip just had a brain aneurysm. <laughs> no, I think I think it was McBrody. What did I you think, do? Well, don't, 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 hold on. We don't bring on McBrody until the Dropkick Murphys bring on McBrody. Oh. We have to bring on our next guest. I've seen these guys live. They are awesome. They're absolutely fantastic. Yes. This is good. There we go. Okay, now we can bring him on. We've un we've un we've unraveled the red carpet. McBrody, thank you for staying with us. You're welcome. I appreciate it. And my apologies for Fundup for ruining the flow to the program. Bye. He knows not what he does. Um, we were oh. talking about voting. So I think I understand the voting now. Okay, now we've we've gotten well. Well, there's some argument whether you need an ID or don't need an ID. We're, we're at least we're we're at the polling place. Right. Okay. Now here's what you have to do when you get to the polling place. 
say so you you waited online you know you waited an entire 15 20 minutes and you're in the you're in like the area where you vote you need to color in circles you so you need to fill in like you need to fill in boxes not even fill in boxes a lot of times the, bo the boxes are filled out for you you just have to pick one of them and either color in a circle or poke the circle with a pointy thing but do i need like multiple different colors if i'm going to color in a circle no actually it is just just the the color of the pen that they give you is there any way that this could be digital? Like, can I just hit, like, push a screen? <laughs> in in some places. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to figure out, because we need to make this as easy as possible. Yes. Because we want people who will not take the time to color in a box. We want people who don't have ID. We want people who, with a year's advance notice, still don't make it to the polls. We still want them to exercise their American right to voting. In theory. <laughs> exactly. I mean, just, why why shouldn't voting be like shouldn't it be somewhat difficult i mean shouldn't there be just just a modicum of effort required i mean that you would think so i mean it's you're literally in order to in order to be a good american you're expected to do this once a year and that's it you can be you can be a complete douche the other three hundred sixty four and a half days a year, but as long as you vote once a year, congratulations, you you fulfilled your civic duty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're gonna call into a radio. You're a great American. Oh, thank you very much. I voted. And what else did you do? That's it. That's all you need to do. That's all I really need to do. Isn't it crazy that for the other three hundred sixty four days a year, they could be collecting a welfare check or not paying taxes, working illegally, and still vote? Exactly. And congratulations. You, 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 are, you are a loyal American. You are a patriotic American. You I don't fulfilled your perfect duty. I don't understand. Why is it, why is it an issue? People say, you know, you're, why are you saying illegal immigrants don't have the right to vote? Yeah. Why is that an issue? <laughs> because they're not citizens. They shouldn't be allowed to vote. I know, well, I know, but why is it an issue with the left? Like, it seems okay. to me that's something we could all agree on, right? Here's, well, you're the, here's not, you're, the thing, though. Legal immigrants aren't allowed to vote until they become citizens. Right. Well, couldn't couldn't they just go in and just not have an ID and just pull it off? Um, they could. I mean, if 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 they know the name, if they if they're in a non-ID state and they know like someone else's someone's name, right? I I don't even. It's one of those things. I I feel like that's where we can find common ground, but apparently we can't. Apparently, it's still racist to demand ID. All right. Speaking of which, as uh, as great Americans, um, where do you line up right now on the issue as far as it relates to the? This year belongs to the Confederacy. <laughs> Where do you where do you line up? Are you pro Confederate flag? Do you think I'm not talking about? Oh, first off, let's establish it. Should businesses have the right to sell anything they want related to the Confederate flag? Yeah, sure, whatever. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. So, should individuals have the right to let their let their flag fly and and let the Confederate flag fly? You know, if 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 they want to be idiots, sure. Okay. Hey. So. But <laughs> if you don't fly the Confederate flag, no. So, but I've got a General Lee on my shelf in my in my office. Yeah, just make sure your 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 black weekend host doesn't see that. I've got my General Lee right next to my Aston Martin and my DeLorean and my Herbie. A Herbie too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's right. Well, it's more so because it reminds him of Lindsay Lohan before she went. Uh... Not anymore. Lindsay Lohan. No, not. but in, in that smart. Herbie movie, she was smoking yes. hot. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan is like Detroit. You read about her in the news, 
And you're just like, man, I'm really, really rooting for her. And you hope, you really hope that she gets her act together. But deep down, you know she's not going to. Hey, you know, Detroit is rocking. Stop the, the, fu- the funny thing about that is that I've used, I used to use the same Detroit analogy for MySpace. <laughs> it's the Detroit of the internet. Yes, my, you know, my, 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 MySpace was the social media area where like the factory moved out of town. So you just like you, you check in occasionally to see if it's fixed. But then you, you go to you go where the jobs are, which is Facebook. Well, what I would do is I would buy if I had, you know, I don't know what it's worth, maybe a couple million at this point. Let's be honest. If I had a couple million dollars to buy MySpace, I would do it just so I could add in digital tumbleweeds. When <laughs> and, and flying toasters. Yeah, it just I mean just just add it in there. I just think it'd be great. It'd be a great prank to pull. Um, all right. So the Confederate flag, though. Now I feel like maybe I've missed something. I'm pro abolishing slavery. I'm a I'm a Lincoln fan. Yeah. I'll be honest. Why does it seem now? Not even just not conservatives. I don't want to lay this at their feet, but Southerners are saying, well, it's heritage, not hate. And they're now on a personal level. You see all these Twitter profiles and Facebook files, uh, Facebook uh, profiles with a Confederate flag. Uh, okay, well, I I think there are two things going before we going on before we get to that. <laughs> one understandable, one not understandable. Uh, the first thing is is that the one unifying message on the left for the past couple of years seems to be that if you disagree with them about anything ever, you are racist. Right. And they, they have so recklessly and irresponsibly abused the word to the point where it seems nothing more than like a synonym for clickbait. Yeah, I know. It's it's I mean, it's gotten to the it's gotten really bad. That is their absolute go to in Washington, D.C. is identity politics. This town needs an enema. Yes, it does. <laughs> OK, continue. And the other thing and the, the, the what I think the stupid part of the argument is that a lot of people lately seem and this is this this isn't just with the flag. This comes with any issue that pops up. People seem more concerned with winning a meaningless Twitter argument or scoring social media points than they do anything else. So they, yeah. look, at the, they look at the Confederate flag and say, well, if liberals don't like it, I have to support it just because shake my fist at you. How dare you tell me what to do? Right. That and, seems to be what it is. What were you saying? Yeah. I was just agreeing that, yeah, winning a war on Twitter is always important. <laughs> just ask Jim. Right. Yeah. What? But, but yeah, as 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 far as the heritage not hate thing goes, uh, to par- to paraphrase um, everyone's favorite conservative, John Stewart, uh, the heritage is when the South left the United States and declared war on the United States. Right. That, 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 well, it, it, am I am I completely off base in saying? Listen, I get I get that they're right. You can make some arguments that there were slaves on both sides and it was more politically motivated that the slaves, you know, maybe some people obviously in the Union uh, or soon as we now know it, the United States uh, weren't necessarily morally on board with freeing the sa- slaves was politically motivated. And you can look at some time. I understand that there are arguments to be made, but am I wrong in saying the end game was one place the Confederacy fought against what eventually became the United States? And a big portion of that was if they would have won, they would have kept slavery. Am I, am I wrong in saying that is kind of the macro here? I don't think so. <laughs> right. Okay. I just well, I want to make sure because you're a smart guy. I want to make sure I don't have any blind spots. Um, and doesn't it make it kind of hard? Uh, broad, I mean, because we're both conservatives. We're both. I think we're both. Re- and people will say, well, you're progressives because we don't fly the confederate flag again I, they have absolutely every right to i'm just personally never going to be in the business of supporting the confederacy yes. um doesn't it make it difficult for people like you and 
I to say, hey, we're the party of Lincoln. We're the party that freed the slaves. We're the party of the, of the Civil Rights Act. Doesn't it kind of undercut us when you have conservatives going, whoa, here's the Confederate flag. You shouldn't ban it. I'm not saying you should ban it, but shouldn't our energy be focused on the fact that historically on all of those issues, Republicans were right? Yes. And, you know, un and unfortunately, it's hard to make that case. While you're saying, rackle, you know, rackle, rackle, what about, like, Robert Byrd? While, you, you, while you're defending the Confederate flag. Right, exactly. You know, it, it, it's, okay, it, it, it's okay for me, me to defend the Confederate flag, which, which, which was a symbol of a country that we defeated. Because, um, you know, we don't, see, we don't seem to defend any other flags of any other countries that America beat. But, you know, as, you know, as you're supporting the flag, your argument about, yeah, but Democrats did this and Democrats did that is invalid. But by the way, the Confederacy was largely made up of, of Democrats. And I know we're getting tweets. It's not, it was never the official flag of the Confederacy. That's how it's recognized now. Okay, yes. it does matter. When people see that flag now, they see the Confederate flag. Okay. Yes. When people see that flag now, they think the Civil War and fighting over whether or not uh, we're allowed to we're allowed to own other human beings. No, exactly. they think Duke's a hazard. No, uh, you think, and they yeah. and they think Kid Rock, and they think Leonard Skinner. No, they don't. They That's don't think. They think. The first thing that comes to mind when you see one of those flags is Leonard Skinner or Duke's a hazard or well, see, or Kid the Rock. Problem. Like, un unfortunately, I think most of the kids today don't even know what a Duke of Hazard or a Leonard Skinner is in the first place. I am old, aren't I? Well, no, I just think you're twisted. We're well, classic. Yeah, demented and sad, but social. Your well, you see that, and you think you think Leonard Skinner, but you see a news story about uh, a terrorist threat, and you think pizza. So let's not use your mental frame of reference. <laughs> I'm starving, though. It's not fair. All right, Brody. I, let me, Brody. I was just making sure because I feel like you know. Listen, I hate it if I have a blind spot there. I, I don't understand. I mean, I'm a friend of uh, of Abraham Lincoln. That's how I consider myself. I consider myself a pro Lincoln guy. I get that he wasn't perfect. Don't ever go to the theater with him, though. With Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I was my. my you know what? I feel ashamed that I didn't catch that joke right away. <laughs> it's okay. It's early. It's early, and my brain was not there, and we have McBrody on. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, McBrody, for educating us. Where is the best place for people to find you? Uh, Twitter.com slash Brodigan. Oh, you even add the slash. You're going to add the HTTP as well. Well, thank yes. you, Brody. HTTP colon backslash backslash www.twitter.com slash Brodigan. Sound like Keith Oberman now at this point. McBrody, always wonderful to have you on, and let's have you update us on other uh, legal processes like voting as they come up, I think there might be something coming up sometime soon. I will be the official voting correspondent of Louder with Crowder. Exactly. If we can break the law and actually get a camera in your voting booth, that'd be even better. McBrody, thank you. You must go. And we will be back after a word from the sponsors. Kind of.
Hey, Fundip, what's wrong? I- I'm trying to figure out what kind of gift to send to my friend's hot niece. Well, firstly, that's creepy. Does she like wine? Well, yeah, everybody likes wine. Oh, so what's the problem? I, I just don't know what kind of wine she likes. Oh, well, the good thing is you're in luck, because you can go to SimplifiedWine.com or call 844-297-WINE. You just place a call or you send an email, and a qualified sommelier will find out what you like, your price range, and curate a perfect wine list for you or your friend's hot niece. SimplifiedWine.com or 844-297-WINE. You're waking up with the strange animal. Louder with Crowder. That's all I know. I just know that I'm strange, you're strange, we're all a little bit strange, and it's okay, but maybe it's not okay, but maybe it's okay because we can talk about it and say that, hey, it's okay. We're strange. You're strange. People, people are strange when you're a stranger. People are strange when you're a stranger. I think that when I think of that, I think of Lost Boys because that's what happened when they pulled up into uh, uh, Santa Carlisle, the land of the vampires. That was before vampires became all gay and wimpy. And I mean, literally, I don't mean like that. I mean, actually, like gay, like Robert Pattinson and these vampires in. Uh, I will. I will never understand the whole twilight thing i like true blood i thought that was good but twilight no true blood again there's a lot of gay stuff in the true blood yeah but it's really cool i mean anna paquin and that red hair oh she's disgusting no i've met anna paquin she is a doll oh she's disgusting for some reason i look at her and i feel like she seems really nice so i should be careful but i feel like if you were to send her into the lab you'd get results back with a sheet that would be longer than a Circuit City receipt. No, she's, she's <laughs> absolutely adorable. Nobody caught that? Nobody goes to Best Buy anymore and gets their receipt that, that's like nine pages long? Well, no, but they, they say, do you want it printed or do you want it just emailed? And then you just ignore it. No. Unless you got to return your stuff. I love printing it because I like taking satisfaction in knowing that a tree was cut down for yeah. my Nook receipt. <laughs> Yeah, right there. The irony is perfect. If I'm going to save paper with my nook, I'm going to kill some trees beforehand. You know, I'm pe- not going pe- out without a fight. People always say, save the trees. I'm like, save the lumberjacks. Yeah. It's a tough deal being a lumberjack now, man. You've got to be vilified. Well, it's funny because you have all these, you know, the leftists, right? They're the ones who all want to save the libraries, save the public libraries. We need more libraries. We need more books. And I'm going, well... Yeah, but that requires paper. And it, when you're talking about computers, computer chips, right, they ultimately come from basically sand. There is no more plentiful resource than sand. And if you're in the library, watch out for those darn shadows. Okay. I hate the library probably more than anyone. I love bookstores. I hate the library. And I think it's because the library is filled with leftists. I don't think that anyone works at a public library uh, – Who's pulling the lever for a conservative? <laughs> I don't know why. I know it's a, it's just an assumption. It's a generalization. It could be a totally false generalization, and I acknowledge it, but I'm going to make it anyway. And you know why? I think it's because they're so prodding. You know, it's not that you're not supposed to speak in a library. I understand that. But it's that they're so at the ready if you're like, oh, oh they got the new Tom Clancy. Shh. Look, they got the new shut up. Now, see, that's old school library, though. Nowadays, 
If you go in the, into the library as an adult and you're expecting a quiet place where you can read a book, you are not going to find it because people now will defend their loudmouthed children in the library and the librarians are afraid to say anything. It's completely flipped. You've got the, the, these moron kids that are shouting and running in the library and nobody's allowed to say anything. Well, then everyone loses their minds. That's what happens. People go crazy in a library. I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. All right, here, let's go really quick. So uh, Hillary Clinton, I'm going to roll this uh, talking about gay stuff in her recent ad. Human rights, gay marriage, gay rights, human rights, all interchangeable, according to Hillary Clinton. Some have suggested that gay rights and human rights are separate and distinct. But in fact, they are one and the same. All right. There's a longer ad. We have it up at louderwithcredit.com. Uh, they are separate. Human rights and civil rights are separate. And then certainly, human rights, civil rights, and gay rights are separate. Now, I'm not saying gay people shouldn't have rights. They should, of course, be afforded any and all human rights that are afforded to any American, according to the Constitution. Did he pause that? There's a hiss. There's a hiss now? Yeah. No, it shouldn't be paused. There shouldn't be any hiss. It's the same hiss that I heard after you guys played that same clip on Dana's show yesterday. Really? That's still going on? Yeah. I have no idea why that would be happening. Weird. It's Hillary. Hillary's coming to attack us. I bl- Yeah, I blame Hillary Clinton. Well, uh, the whole soundboard is completely unplugged. This happens every now and then. Mm. We apologize. Bear with us. It's Hillary Clinton coming through the soundboard. She's like that, um, what was it? In that, uh, I'm trying to think, that thing that came through the electric boards and killed people in that horrible 80s film. I don't know. Poltergeist? Poltergeist, that was it. Came through the TV? Yes, it came through the TV, like, blah, 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 which I saw the new movie, and boy, that one was an absolute stinker, almost as bad as Jurassic World. It's hey, important to note. Don't diss Jurassic World, man. It's important to note here human rights. What's a human right and what's a civil right? We can't use them interchangeably, and gosh, we're talking about this at the end, so we'll, we'll bring this back on next week. It's a discussion that warrants actual examination. A human right is something that is afforded to you by birth. There is a legal definition for a civil right, and it is not a human right. It's afforded to you by a legal process through consent of the people. So, marriage is not a human right. I'm not saying gay marriage. I'm saying marriage. Marriage is not a human birthright. No one is born and lays a claim to marriage. What if I want to marry a woman and she doesn't want to marry me back? What if I want to marry more than one woman at the same time? What if people don't want to marry me because, frankly, I'm not all that much of a looker? Hey, sometimes we can be found love even though we're not lookers. Well, you found love. That's what I'm saying. I'm ugly, and somebody no, married so me. Everyone did. Well, I'm, yeah, I know. Everyone did. Two people. Between us and Gay Jared even found love. So my well, point What's his here, husband's name? I, well, we don't like to get into his personal life oh, on okay. the show. We don't want to get too personal on the show. That's for him to reveal. Maybe one day we'll put him on a polygraph. <laughs> put him on a polygraph and ask him about uh, Carl. That's code name right now. My point is it's important... By the way, Hillary Clinton was against gay anything all the way up until and including 2008. So was Barack Obama. So again, first you have to look at it's, it's all being all of these decisions are being made by political expediency. And then there's the conflation of the issues. They're, they don't just want to say marriage is a human right. It's not just the gay issue. They want to say health care is a human right. Not the right to be healthy. Not the right to choose to be healthy. That is a human right. The right 
to have someone else provide you health care. The right to force someone else to have you health And they're not even saying civil right. They're saying that's your birthright. It is your birthright to nutrition programs. It is your birthright. Your human right to aid from the government. Financially, emotionally, physically. It is your birthright. When we start conflating the issues of actual rights, of actual natural human rights, with civil rights, which are very different, it's why certain states have different laws, it's why civil courts exist, then you can claim anything to be a human. And what you do, again, is you shut down political dialogue. Well, you disagree with me? You want to deny basic human rights. That's what the leftist does. It doesn't acknowledge the issues. They try and shut you down. We don't let it happen. Louder with Crowder. See you next week.